We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome one, welcome all. Today is the day in which you now kind of decide in your mind as to whether or not you be- you're a believer or you're still sitting on the sidelines with your arms clo- closed and folded saying, nah, show me, not going to happen, not going to happen. Um, the-, the Packers get a win, and they got a convincing win yesterday. 40-14, uh, to 14, they knock off the Tennessee Titans. They hang on to the number one seed overall when it comes to the uh, the NFC. Now, if they beat the Bears, there's a lot to play for now. If they beat the Bears, then they're they're the automatic number one seed. If they lose to the Bears, then it gets a little bit dicey for them to hang on to the number one seed. Basically, then you would have to hope that New Orleans and Seattle lose, and you know, and then there's uh, some different scenarios. I mean, Seattle if if Seattle wins and New Orleans wins, and the Packers should lose, then Seattle would take uh, the top spot. And if it comes down to the tie between Seattle and New Orleans, you know, Seattle gets it, and and there's still a way for New Orleans to become the top seed. And and so anyway, long story short, it uh, it would uh, it would be kind of a a pain in the butt. So the Packers just need to need to win. And and I look at it this way: Packers are going to win. I'm not concerned. I know some people were going through this and and discussing it. I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned at all. Packers still have to beat the Bears next week at Soldier Field to be the number one seed. If the Packers lose and Seattle then loses against the 49ers, uh, that would also guarantee the Packers the first round bye. But if the Packers lose and the Seahawks and the Saints both win, then New Orleans gets the top spot is the way it works out because New Orleans because I know people are saying well how do you do that because of the tiebreaker the tiebreaker is not a head-to-head anymore it's a three-way tiebreaker and that changes the scenario so even though the Packers beat the Saints in the three-way scenario it would go by conference record and then by common opponents because you didn't play each team head-to-head so head-to-head gets thrown out so in case you didn't know that's kind of the way it works but a convincing win by the Green Bay Packers, nonetheless. Uh, solid performance, and, and there's a lot to talk about, okay? Because yesterday there were people going back and forth on, on Twitter and on Facebook, and I, I had written at one point yesterday, I had said that the Packers lost momentum, okay, and that that scenario in which 
they had the blocked field goal, but there was the lining up in the neutral zone. So the Packers went for it on fourth and three and didn't get it. And then Tennessee gets the ball. They march down the field. They put it in the end zone. They get the ball back to start the second half. They they ended up at that point in time marching back down again. So 14 points in a matter of a, a short period of time swing, okay, for the Green or for the uh, for the uh, New Orleans Saints. And all of a sudden, you got yourself a game all over again. What I was stating, to be clear, so for those of you that wanted to point the finger and scream and yell, which, by the way, Twitter has become just a screw-you place, but what I had stated was they lost momentum. It's, it's funny because everybody wanted to argue with me. John Kuhn said the exact same thing during the broadcast. I was listening to the broadcast. He said the exact same thing, that the, the Packers lost momentum. And what happened is you had a chance, had you kicked the field goal, Okay, had you kicked the field goal, you would have then gone up uh, 22 to seven, or, or no, excuse me, 22 to nothing at that point, and then you'd be kicking off in a short period of time. You'd have to have, and you still hold the momentum, but basically at that point in time, what you would have done is you would have taken Derrick Henry out of the mix because you would have put it in Ryan Tannehill's hands to to start throwing the football. You'd have been up four scores. They would have had to, okay, right? I mean, unless they're going eight points, eight point, eight points, right? So you're up four scores, three touchdowns and at least a field goal, which means they they then have to start throwing the football. Because if they don't get that then drive, and that means the Packers are up four scores going into halftime, you got to throw the football. You take Derrick Henry out of the mix. You don't have to worry about Derrick Henry. Okay? So then they come back out. They make it 19-14 with two scores. But give the Green Bay Packers credit. Give them credit after that. The defense held its own. For all the arguing on Twitter and Facebook about how bad the defense was, the defense gave up 14 points. They held Derrick Henry under 100 yards, 23 carries, 98 yards. They forced him to throw the ball 24 times, twice of which last night, Ryan, you you put it in Tannehill's hand. I said he's going to give you a couple, right? We talked about this last week, and sure enough, he did. He gave you two. So – you 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 did lose momentum, but give the Packers, who traditionally, if you go historically throughout this season, have not played well in the third quarter. They played about as complete a game as the Packers are going to play. Short of the gaff on special teams, they played about as complete a game as the Packers are going to play. Solid performance. Solid performance. So the Packers offensively then get the ball back and that's when they went, right after Ryan Tannehill put up uh, the second score, the Packers then quickly three plays, 66 yards, which was that 59-yard run by Aaron Jones in which he, we all admit he did step out. They just didn't catch it. Okay, sometimes you get a break, right? Packers got a break. They get they get that 59-yard run two plays later, an eight-yard pass from Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams. They put it in the end zone. They go up 26-14, and they never look back. So a really solid performance by both the defense and the offense yesterday uh, in that contest. But there was that little dip where you had a chance just to give them that knockout blow and put that thing away pretty much in the second quarter. And that decision to go for it on fourth and th- uh, fourth and three kind of let them back into the game a little bit. They changed the momentum for a short period of time. But again, I give the Packers credit for hanging on to that momentum. 855 so now all the talk this morning is about 
the Green Bay Packers and whether or not they are the team to beat. Uh, numerous outlets saying that now you look at this team, the way they played, the way they played in the snow, their margin of victory. They beat a team with a winning record, which is what a lot of people said they weren't going to do. And for all of you, it's funny because all of the naysayers that were coming at me last week that saying you suck, you're an idiot, and this and that. I said, look, I just think they're going to win this game. Now you're blaming it on the snow. Now you're blaming it on the field conditions. Look, I, I don't care. We knew it's going to be cold coming into this contest. Whether there's snow or not, I don't care. Both teams have to play on the same surface. I, I don't make an excuse when the Packers have to go indoors when they don't play on, on that type of surface in regular season games at Lambeau Field. Who cares? You know, we've talked about the heat before. Who cares? Both teams have to adapt to, to it. You know, when the Packers had that uh, tough one down in Jacksonville a few years back, and it was like 95 degrees and people are passing out. Just You know it's coming, right? You know it's coming. You prepare for it. So, anyway, long story short, uh, good win last night by the Green Bay Packers. Really good win last night by the Packers. So, did that 40-14 to Green Bay Packers win over the Tennessee Titans convince you that this Packers team can beat anyone and get to a Super Bowl? I'm not saying whether they're the favorite to win a Super Bowl because now they're being picked as by many as a favorite to win the Super Bowl because Kansas City has struggled in margin of victory numerous times this year. But Kansas City's also played a really tough schedule and numerous teams that have winning records. The Packers haven't been as, uh, we'll say, unlucky or as lucky to play that type of team consistently. But does this win yesterday can 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back to the program. We are glad you are with us. Bill Michael's show. We're on the air. And uh, sorry about that. Uh, sometimes, I don't know what it is, you get a little bit of an internet glitch. And uh, hopefully it doesn't become problematic. It was cracking up a little bit last night, too. I don't know if maybe the winds and such, such that we had the other day did something. But we'll find out. We'll find out. So as I was saying, uh, did last night's victory for the Green Bay Packers convince you this team can get to a Super Bowl? I'm not saying they're going to be the team that's going to win it. But did it convince you that they can get to a Super Bowl? 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Give us a shout. Again, 855-830-8648. want to hear from you. A um, lot of people chiming in last night. And this morning as well. Um, Chuck says, anybody probably know, but they are raising their game at the right time. Overall, it was one of the best games all season. However, I think I'm more concerned about the special teams now than the defense. And I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. 
Uh, Chris tweets us uh, at Bill underscore Michael says we're looking a lot more successful than last year's thirteen and three team. Last year we were scraping by with wins. This year we are blowing out the teams. We are going to the Super Bowl this year. Don't think that uh, and then a, another NFC team can stop our red hot offense. Our defense is going to be key. Um, the defense, but I'll tell you this: um, that uh, I I believe that the special teams has to be corrected. Otherwise, you're going to have a special teams gap that's going to change momentum. And in addition to that, it is going to change the tide of a ball game. Anybody that's ever played will tell you that sometimes it's it's about grabbing the the run so to speak. We talk about it all the time in the NBA. We talk about it all the time in Major League Baseball. You know, it's like when somebody gets hot, they all get hot, that type of thing. Packers, offensively, they're they're in a good rhythm. I mean, A.J. Dillon obviously had a really big game, and we'll talk more about that coming up. But I uh, I, I, I look at this, uh, this defense, they're starting to feel it. They're starting to feel it. Ever since they went to Mike Pettin and they said, you know, hey, Mike, look, uh, can we simplify things? Can we just, you know, do what we do? You know, let us do what we do. Uh, the sacks have gone up. Now they've got 11 sacks in the last, was it, four or five games. So they're getting a couple of sacks a game. They're getting pressures. They ended up with five total quarterback hits yesterday. I, I counted seven total court, quarterback hurries with Ryan Tannehill. And, yes, they bit on Tannehill's big run into the end zone. I get it, that 45-yard scamper, he, he ran in for a touchdown. They bit hard, and that's part of the problem. When you have Derrick Henry again become relevant, you're focusing on him because that's their that's their cash cow. We all know that. And, man, when when they threw that fake to him and he went, he went off to the left and everybody bit and Tannehill came back the opposite direction and ran it into the end zone, uh, that was because – Henry had had a couple of five-yard runs back-to-back for first downs, and you're keying on Derrick Henry because now you're feeling, "Uh uh-oh, here he goes. He's getting lathered up. So you're talking about Henry's going here, Henry's going here, you know, and you're keying on him, and then guys forget to stay home because you're keying on the big, you know, the bell cow, and then that's when Tannehill ended up scampering into the end zone. So that's the reason you wanted to take Derrick Henry out of the mix to not make that offensive run game so relevant, and they did a good job. A really good job. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. As a matter of fact, they keyed on Derrick Henry so much, he did not get one reception out of the backfield. He had a total of 98 yards. And had you told me, remember I said give him 125 yards total and one touchdown, you'll win the game. They gave him 23 touches, 98 uh, 98 yards, 4.3 yards per average. His longest run of the day was a 10-yard run and he did not dent the end zone. That's a solid day at the office right there. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Your thoughts. Uh, Kyle writes, hey, guys, yes, the Packers are going to go to the Super Bowl. They're going to end up playing the Steelers, I believe. Happy New Year. Ken says, uh, hell yes, they showed us all a lot last night. Looked very good. If they can maintain the enthusiasm and the deep plays like that, we will all be in Tampa. Here's the thing. And I've said this all along. This probably will be the year the Packers go to the Super Bowl in a year of a pandemic when they're not going to allow fans in. We get the official notification there is no Radio Row this year. No Radio Row. So there's there's nothing. There's really no celebration. There's no fan fest. There's none of that. This would be the year that the Packers would go to the Super Bowl. Not next year when, you know, it's out in L.A. at that new stadium, Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? 
No, we're going to go, and it'll it'll be this year. It'll be this year. 855-830-864. Brad, listening to us in Surgeon Bay, I said, I guess I'm confused about the Packers now. How can the, de- how can the defense be that dominant against Derrick Henry but struggle against other inferior running backs? Was it because they were more focused on stopping the run? Was it because of more effort on the defensive side last night? Or was it because the simplifications that Pettin has made on the defense? Whatever the reason, that was the best they looked all year long and against a really good opponent. Uh, best time of the season to hit their stride as well. Let's hope that they, they don't take their foot off the gas pedal against the Bears. That's Brad and Sturgeon Bay. So, for the Bears, you win and you're in. You lose and you're out. That's it. You're going to get Chicago's best shot next week. Or really, the end of this week. You're going to get their best shot. Does this week's game against the Bears concern you at all? 855-830-8648. Do the Bears concern you? Bears all of a sudden have started winning a little bit, right? Started winning a little bit. Does the Bears, do the Bears concern you at all? I'm I, Honestly, I'm, I'm really not. They've won three straight. But I'm not overwhelmingly concerned. Remember, they got off to that 5-1 and one start. And then after that, they went on a run where they lost six straight games. They came back and beat a Titans team that, let's face it, is just not that good. They went into Minnesota and beat the Vikings 33-27. That wasn't bad. That win yesterday, not a bad win, 41-17. They beat up on a Jacksonville team who... Jacksonville's just, they got the cars running. Their season's done. They're a one-win team. They are right now leading the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. And then that game against the Packers went from a noon game to a 325 game. And by the way, all of the games that matter for the Green Bay Packers this coming weekend, all at 325. The Seahawks and the 49ers, 325. The, um, the Bears and Packers, obviously 325. And then the Saints and the Panthers, 325. A lot of evening games. Or late afternoon games, I should say, not evening games. And then uh, the uh, the Sunday night game is Washington at um, the Eagles. And now Washington sits at 6-9, and nine, and the Cowboys sit at 6-9, and nine, and the Giants a game back at 5-10, and 10, while the Eagles are at 4-10-1. and one. So you've got even more tiebreakers to get to when you talk about that NFC East. So a lot of really intriguing matchups coming up this weekend because for as bad as they started out, Mike McCarthy's team could still end up in the postseason. How about that? How about that? 855-830-8648. Give me your thoughts. What did you take away from that game yesterday? What did you did, – are you a believer now? Where are all the – this is my problem – we got people that just rip us if we say anything good about the Packers. Oh, they suck. They don't have a good defense or special teams. Everything sucks. And then they get a win. And because, remember, it was they didn't beat anybody. Ah, well, they only beat New Orleans, and that was the beginning of the season. Okay, they were 3-0. and They beat them 37-30, and they beat them quite handily down there in the Dome. Okay, after that, uh, they lost to Tampa Bay. They were exposed. Okay. They didn't tackle well for Dalvin Cook and company. They got beat by Minnesota. That's the last time they uh, they really looked bad. 
Indianapolis, they turned the ball over. But it was a winning team, so therefore they can't beat winning teams. Now they beat a winning team. They're sitting at 12-3, and 40-14. They dominated the Tennessee Titans, and they stopped the run and shut down Derrick Henry. So where are all the people that said they suck? I'm just waiting for you to either call in as a believer or give me the reason why you're not believing. And if that's if that's still your argument, that's fine. But for the people that just ridicule, that just take that opportunity to flex Twitter muscles and Facebook muscles and just to be kind of a pessimistic, antagonizing jag, where are you at? Where are you at? That's what I want to know. Because you're not here. You're not manning up. 855-830-8648. Scott says if they have home field in a first-round bye, yes, that's the important week off, and home field is going to be huge at Lambeau Field. I don't see other teams like New Orleans, Seattle, and Tampa Bay beating us in frigid January weather. Seattle could. Seattle could. Seattle, look, it's not not warm in Seattle. Seattle, look, it's not frigid, but Seattle could. A.J. Dillon may be a huge factor as well. You know, we had the guy from – who was the guy from New York – that called a couple of weeks ago and said he thinks the key is going to be A.J. Dillon. And I said, you know what? I'm going to be surprised if he gets enough carries. And then damned if they didn't give him the ball last night. A.J. Dillon, 21 carries, 124 yards. Had that 30-yard scamper into the end zone. Two touchdowns on the day. Um, I, I do want to tell a cautionary tale when it comes to that. I'm not saying don't believe in A.J. Dillon. That's not what I'm saying. Because people took it that way last night. All I'm saying is, is I just want to see more. I, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna jump on one performance and say, okay, he's by far better than Aaron Jones because that you could just see. I mean, you can see with the eyeball test. Aaron Jones brings a different level of quick, a different into it, into the game. He's just got that something. You can't coach it. You can't replace it. He's just got that something. So, AJ Dillon. He's a north-south runner. He's a bruiser. And if you don't bring the man down, he's going to run you over. There's, we all saw that last night. A tremendous fill-in job for Jamal Williams. Aaron Jones, 10 carries, 94 yards. 10 carries, 94 yards. Let's go to Andrew listening to us in Waukesha. Andrew, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. How's it going? Uh, I'm doing great. What's on your mind? I think they meet uh, your four-point criteria. You know, they're good, they're healthy, they uh, they get a little lucky like that Aaron Jones play, and they're hot right now, firing on right. all cylinders. I think Amos is the key on defense. I think he has just been tearing it up lately. And, you know, the offense, the, the offensive line kicking butt, I think they're they're well on their way. But I did have one question. Do you think Rodgers yeah. locked in the MVP? I think he is the front runner going into next weekend. That's that's my opinion. I, I I know that there's been discussion this morning about it, but I think with what he did last night, had he not thrown the pick, I think he's the he's the runaway because right. it, it would have been the a quarterback rating of I think over one thirty something or one forty something. It would have been like something crazy ridiculous with another huge game. But I think last night, yeah, I you know looking at what Patrick Mahomes did. And looking at what Aaron Rodgers did, and the way the Packers are now just starting to roll and just beat up on teams, good teams, and then another yet another game that's yeah is meaningful. You have something to play for coming up on Sunday. If he goes into Soldier Field and just mows down the Bears the way they did in that first contest, yep, I think he solidifies himself as the MVP. That's awesome. All right, awesome. appreciate it, man. Thanks. Talk to you soon. 
He drops off. You get on board, 855-830-8648. Going to hear from Matt LaFleur, but when we come back, we'll get some more phone calls in as well. Stay tuned. Got a lot of people on hold. We got one call from Tim out in Arizona. We got Chris in Waukesha. We got Eric listening to us in Green Bay. Stay tuned. Our affiliates are fired up. You're fired up. You're listening to us all over the country. Thanks so much for taking a listen to us. Packers get a win. It's a green and gold Monday. Stay tuned. We got more coming up right after this. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Michael show continues on. We are glad you are with us. Did the Green Bay Packers win over the Tennessee Titans convince you this team can beat anybody? They are on their way to a Super Bowl. Yay or nay? 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur coming up as well. Let's get to uh, the phone calls, though. Chris is listening to us in Waukesha. Chris, how you doing today, man? What's happening? Hey, real good, Bill. Happy holidays to you and your family. You too, pal. Uh, Hey, just want to say that game last night was by far. I'm 42 years old, and aside from the Super Bowl wins, um, that was one of the best all-around games that I have seen. Uh, I unfortunately lost a bet to a friend that Derrick Henry was going to get over 150, um, and that defense stepped up. Um, Jair Alexander has really proven that he's a grown-ass man back there, you know, yep. doing what he needs to do. Um, the offense was flourishing. Um, you know, Devontae Adams, I mean, oh, good God, you know. So the way that this team feels, you know, <laughs> they, they got something special here. They're clicking, you know, and to prove that that home field advantage up in Lambeau, you know, um, I believe Collinsworth made the comment in the second half, you know, the Packers, I mean, Devontae, he's running in the end zone, stops, cuts back. And, you know, everyone else is just seems like, oh, they're walking on ice. You know, he's just right. – the, the whole game, it was just – it was fantastic. And what Penton has been doing, you know, with that defense, I mean, hands down applause to the man, you know? Right. No, I, I completely agree. They have played so much better. They have had uh, – ever since – they and I don't know if that's all of uh, as to what it is. I, I'm we're not privy as much as we used to be to being inside locker rooms and such. But certainly, whatever was stated between Preston Smith, Zadaria Smith, Kenny Clark, and company when they went to Mike Pettin and said, "Hey, kind of let us do what we do." Preston and Zadaria Smith, uh, Rashawn Gary, Chris Barnes. You can start looking at the the young guys, Darnell Savage Jr. For those that aren't paying attention, ever since really about the halfway point of the season, has had a tremendous second half of the season. A lot of these guys are really starting to kind of come into their own, and it's it's fun to watch. So they have been playing really a lot more solid defense. Rodgers uh, is really solidifying his grip on, on the MVP. So, I mean, look, uh, look. Uh, Rodgers has thrown 44 touchdown passes and only five picks this season. He's made it even harder for, uh, you know, obviously the people upstairs 
to uh, to look at Jordan Love and go, yeah, you know what? We're, we're next year, two years, we're good to go. Because it, it's Rogers is thirty seven and he's putting on a clinic right now. He's just putting on a clinic right now. So for for what he's doing, it's 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 ridiculous. And I believe, and I, I've said this time and again, I think last night really, uh, short of a uh, a mediocre game and an implosion by Aaron Rodgers, I think he's going to win the MVP. I, I just do. I mean, I think it's going to be him. Then it's going to be Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen's going to finish a distant third. That just my opinion, but I really believe Aaron Rodgers has got his tight grip on that right now. We'll get back to the phone calls coming up here in a few. Stay tuned because I will. I do want to get to everybody. I promise you that. Uh, and we're going to hear uh, Matt Lafleur came in and just talked about nobody. When things started to go wrong, the difference from this team from weeks ago to last night, nobody panicked going into the game, especially against a really good team like this. Uh, we talked to the guys about just you're going to there's going to come a point somewhere within the game where we're going to have to face some adversity and, and we'll see how we respond to it. And that point came when we we're up 19 nothing. We have a field goal blocked and we go for it on fourth down and don't convert. And they proceed to take the ball down and make it a 19 seven game. And then, you know, just coming out the half, uh, went down and scored again to make it 1914. But what I loved was how our guys responded. Nobody panicked. Everybody focused on doing their job, doing their 111th. And we were able to uh, close the game out and just, just totally really proud of our guys and just the effort that they put forth. Um, got a lot of respect for the Tennessee Titans and what they've been able to do. But uh, th- that that's the type of effort that we're going to need moving forward. And we know that this will be short-lived in terms of celebrating this win. We've got a great opponent coming up that's that's really on a hot streak right now. And nothing matters more or nothing matters to this point other than going down to Chicago and battling against a team that's really hot. I think they've scored 30-plus points in four straight games. So, like I said, we'll celebrate tonight and get on to the Bears till, uh, on tomorrow. Yeah, it's a different-looking Bears team now. They're just offensively, they're different. They've committed back to the run. Montgomery's been playing extremely well. Hell, even Trubisky, once they start putting him on the roll and they've been moving him around a little bit, he's been throwing the ball a bit better. Now, the one thing about the Packers, though, uh, with Williams out, Dylan in, Aaron Jones running the ball extremely well, the game plan did not change once Dylan was kind of forced into action, and they wanted to use him even more. He was tremendous tonight, and you could feel him and um... – you know, there, I wouldn't say we tailored our game plan to him. There, I, I it, it was the same game plan, no matter if Aaron Jones was in there or AJ Dillon, despite what uh, people might want to believe in that. Um, we've got a lot of confidence. AJ can do a lot of a lot of great things. He's capable out of the backfield as a receiver. He has gotten so much better in pass protection, so that gives you a lot of confidence. And then, just you could feel his physicalness. Uh, his physicality as he was running the ball, um, just really p- trying to punish defenders. And, you know, it, it was great to get him back. Um, there were a couple times where I was trying to call him for him some more, and uh, Ben Ben was telling me he needed a breather. So, uh, you know, got a lot of confidence in him. Obviously, Aaron Jones – you know, he got banged up a little bit early, so wanted to be very, very careful with him because he is so important to our offense, and just like Jamal is. But it is so 
exciting when you have three backs that you have so much confidence in. All three of those guys, to me, are starters in this league. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's just great. Cause if, if somebody can't go for whatever reason, then you got, you got people that are so capable, uh, to go in there and, and the standard never changes and the expectations don't change. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, his completion percentage is now over 70%, 70.3 quarterback rating of 119.4. He has thrown 44 touchdowns, only five picks, and it, you, he just leads in so many categories. Now, in the completion percentage, Drew Brees the best, but Drew Brees has only played 11 games this season, 70.7. Drew Brees not in the discussion when it comes to being the MVP. But when you look at the touchdowns, Aaron Rodgers leads the league, and like I said, only five. Now, Patrick Mahomes has six picks, but only five picks on the season, which uh, short of Gardner Minshew – and remember, Gardner Minshew has only played in nine games. He's thrown five. I mean, most starters have less than that all across the board. And uh, not that you really look into the yards and such, but Aaron Rodgers, when you talk about yards, Patrick Mahomes has thrown for 4,700. Aaron Rodgers has thrown for just over 4,000 yards. But they've also had a much better run game this season as well. So while uh, Patrick Mahomes has thrown for 690 more yards, uh, the completion percentage and the, and the percentage with, with, with which Aaron Rodgers is playing, when you talk about the quarterback rating, it, it's it's just unbelievable right now what he's doing. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Matt LaFleur goes on to say, and we'll, we'll talk more about this coming up, but he was also very proud of the way A.J. Dillon and everything he went through this year. For him to stay with it through everything he's been through, uh, I think that says a lot about him and just really proud of his effort and just not getting discouraged because that can be tough on guys, especially when they're the star in college and at that position where you're getting the bulk of the carries and and the bulk of the plays and then coming in here and not getting a whole lot of action and just never knowing when your number is going to be called. And, you know, I went up to him prior to the game. I said, Hey, you better be ready tonight. We're coming to you. And um, I was just happy I could, that we finally delivered on that because I feel like we've said that a few times now and uh, for him to step up, be ready to go and, and just run just really well and, and violent and physical and did a nice job in the past game. I think that gives everybody a lot of confidence. So there you go. Matt LaFleur, some of the thoughts uh, after the game specifically. We'll hear more from him, but uh, specifically regarding A.J. Dillon. Hey, reminder, coming up, uh, we've got a special edition of the Bill Michaels Huddle coming up on Wednesday night. It's brought to you by our friends at Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good. Going to have a good one, so make sure you tune uh, tune in on Wednesday night. Uh, and I will uh, talk a little bit more about uh, some of the, uh, some of the uh, Facebook Live stuff, too. Uh, for those that follow me uh, on Facebook Live, I'll tell you a little bit about that coming up here in the next hour. Just wanted to make a note of something that uh, that happened a little bit earlier today. Let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back get some more phone calls in because a lot of you on hold. I promise I'll get to you. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now. 
A green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Green Bay Packers with one of their most impressive wins of the season, 40-14 to over Tennessee. The Packers with 448 yards total offense. On defense, they had two interceptions and held the Titans' Derrick Henry to just 98 yards. Matt LaFleur. Anytime you can hold Derrick Henry to under 100 yards, that, that is a win. They knew they were going to feed the ball to, to Derrick, and, and our guys were flying around. The Packers' A.J. Dillon rushed for 124 yards on 21 carries, scored two touchdowns after spending five weeks on the COVID-19 list. I'll be the poster boy for COVID is a real deal. You know, it affects everybody differently. You know, I took a lot of time to, like I said, study those guys, watch Aaron, watch them all. The Titans' defense struggled in pass coverage, slipping on the snow at Lambeau Field. Head coach Mike Vrabel. You know, we just have to understand where our help is and play to our help and, you know, be able to uh, to tackle and, and know when you have to, to close the space and, and all those fundamental things. So Green Bay now 12-3. and Their next game Sunday in Chicago against the Bears has been flexed up to 325. The Titans fall to 10-5. and They'll have to face the Texans in Houston to clinch the AFC South. Safety Kevin Byard. We have to go out there and win next Sunday against Houston. But I feel confident and I think the team feels confident that we can go out there and get a W against Houston. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back to the program. Bill Michael show continues on. That win last night. Did it convince you the Packers can beat anybody and get this team to a Super Bowl? Let's get back to the phone calls. Eric listening to us in Green Bay on the fan, our fine affiliate there. Eric, how are you doing today, man? What's up? All right. What's happening, Bill? Doing well today. Basking in the glow. Excellent. Yeah, it is a beautiful day today. Hey, you know, real quick about A.J. Dillon. For those that thought that uh, previously that Aaron uh, Rodgers, you know, didn't like working with the running game, if you can read lips, yeah, no, he doesn't doesn't think it sucks to have a good running game. Right. A.J. Dillon was really good last night. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as your question goes, and I was one of those people that was saying there's no way this team can't stop the run. Uh, they completely – epically failed in their 2020 draft. I've got to step back a little bit because um, now I'm thinking, um, first of all, Kristen Kirksey's made his third now outstanding play in coverage. Um, The middle linebackers have improved. Rashawn Gary had a hell of a game yesterday. Yes, he did. I think the adjustment they they made where they have now all three, both Smiths and Rashawn Gary on the field at the same time with a, Preston and, and uh, Rashawn on the ends and letting Zadarius move around has made a huge difference, and that's outstanding. And Rashawn Gary really deserves a, a lot of credit for Derrick Henry yesterday because he was straight up just throwing blockers aside and making the tackle by himself on, on several occasions. I, I was really impressed. So that being said, as much as I'd like to see Patrick Queen on this team – Maybe they saw something where they're after Trevor Lawrence, there isn't going to be another good quarterback come out of the uh, college ranks in, for several years. I want to see this Anthony Rush guy. I, I watched some Raider or Ra- Raider film on uh, Anthony Rush, and I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. If they could get that guy in the mix opposite Kenny Clark, 
And I think they really did make some improvements in the defense. I don't think this is a fluke we're seeing these last three or four games that with the D really, I mean, the last game where they were on the field the entire second half and Kirksey was still able to get down there on that post route to make that play. I mean, that shows some, some conditioning, man. You know, so I I am going to step back on my uh, criticism of this draft a little bit because uh, maybe they did do something in free agency to answer these concerns. And, uh, and with Rashawn Gary coming on, it, it really has made a huge difference, man. Thanks for yeah. taking my call, Bill, and hope you're having a great holiday. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks. Uh, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Let's go to Tim listening to us in Kingman, Arizona. Tim, how you doing today, man? What's up? Hi, Bill. I just want to be one of, just like Eric, I was one of the naysayers. I was not sold on this team because that defense was a sieve. But yesterday, it was a complete game i always say if we can help help anybody that's under 17 the defense did its job and they did they did a great job yesterday the uh, i figured on the offensive side i'm tired of only seeing the offense play a half a game when the titans came and tied uh, gave it uh, 19 and 14 i'm screaming at the screen but the offense came right back and answered them right back with a touchdown and i was feeling a lot better um one thing I saw, Preston Smith, boy, that, that ball that he batted up in the air, if he could have caught that, he could have ran right. in for a touchdown there, too. Um, this morning, I always listened to D.A. before I, I, I got you, and they had a guy by the name of Schwartz on, and he made an interesting point, saying that this year's Packers team uh, reminded him a lot of last year's Chiefs game, where you get out to an early lead, and then uh, as the stretch run came, the defense started to come back a little bit together because they would have timely yeah. stops every now and then. Couldn't shut them out the whole game, but timely stops. And he thinks he thinks that the Packers can make it to the Super Bowl. Wouldn't give No, up. a lot of people. Uh, I appreciate the phone call, Tim. i got to run because we're at the top of the hour here. But I, I agree. I think there's a lot of people that are starting to come over and say, look, if this defense can dig- give you just the stops and the offense continues to play well, then – the only thing that could derail this team is maybe a special teams gaffe or two, and hopefully they shore that up. We'll get back at it. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.